Hey guys, good morning. Glad that you're here this morning. Good to see you. We are coming live and direct. Well, actually, I guess it'd be uh, not quite so live when you listen to it. <laughs> anyway, we are coming from DK Ministries home base. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in our back room at our house looking at what used to be a cotton field and uh, some of the best sights I've ever seen. Some of the best memories I've ever made. So anyway, we love, we love where we live. It's a wonderful place to us and May not would mean much to you if you were here, or you may not even think it's beautiful, but we think it's wonderful. So anyway, we are speaking to you today, and we are in Galatians chapter 5. Now, this is DK Ministries Podcast, uh, Proclaiming the Word. I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher today. Uh, we have, uh, we have, well, we have started a study uh, in Galatians 5, a really pointed study, talking about freedom in Christ. Uh, just some points about that freedom, and so if you will gla- grab your copy of God's Word, and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, beginning verse 1. We will uh, continue our discussion. As you're doing that, i uh, just give you kind of an update, because we uh, we have had, a, <clears throat> and we are thankful for, we've had a few new listeners uh, tune in. I want to say hey to my friend Jeremy, who's still apparently off working, uh, helping uh, the National Guard, I believe, or someone with some disaster relief stuff, and uh, boy, I appreciate his work there, and the reason I know, uh, he hadn't been around, he hadn't been listening, he hadn't said anything, so Jeremy, if you get a chance to hear this, let you know, buddy, we're praying for you, we miss you, now it could be that you're in Facebook jail, and that may be what's going on, <laughs> he gets there a lot, but anyway, we are glad you're here, Jeremy, just let you know, we're thinking about you, uh, just, gosh, I hadn't heard from Jeremy lately, uh, but anyway, and so all those today that are tuning in, we appreciate you so much. Those regular listeners, those who listen all the time, thank you for those who are tuning in. Thank you for that. I hope that you'll share this. And we're not doing anything. Um, let's see how I can say this. We are not doing anything that's. Uh, if this is going to grow, you have to share the word. We appreciate that. We're not. We're and we're not asking you for something. We're trying to give you something, namely a thought for the day, every day that we gather together. And so, if anybody ever says, "Hey, you know, DK Ministries is collecting for this or that." Uh, that's going to go straight to ministry. That, that's not correct. Now, we have on a couple of occasions uh, tried to get you involved in some uh, ministry opportunities in which we would keep none of the money. In fact, uh, didn't even want to act as a uh, as as a bank, per se. Uh, we were just hoping that you would give those various things, help those ministries, if you have. Uh, I want to tell you about a couple of things before, before we go. I know you've got your Bibles open if you're going to open them. But in case we have some later robbers... <laughs> Okay, so we have some people who are putting it off, Galatians chapter 5, 1. Uh, but our church, South Macomb Baptist Church, where Kathy and I are there, I serve as interim pastor, great folks, great people. Um, not sure how much longer they'll put up with us. We love them. We're glad to be there. And uh, just, you know, so looking forward to what God's going to do there in the future. But uh, they took, they had, our church had to take, church where we're interim pastor uh, their, their Christmas shoe boxes, Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes, uh, to the Operation Center to pick them up in, uh, in the area in which you know the church is located in Southwest Mississippi uh, Community College, I believe is where they took them, if I remember right. In most churches, many churches have taken those boxes, and um, if your church hasn't yet, your collection date hadn't come, I hope that you'll take time to pray over those. We missed that this year. Uh, I've always prayed over the boxes, and I thought they were going to be there Sunday, and they're not going to be. Uh, so after they've been, unlo- been loaded, 
uh, we prayed Wednesday night. I, I fumbled the ball there, I guess. I don't know. I misunderstood the date. So many things in this pandemic is being misunderstood, uh, you know, I, but I still feel bad about that. Love praying over those boxes and think about those children. They say that each box will touch 30 lives. And so that's, you know, you think about uh, the number of boxes you, you send. Uh, for our church, we send a little over 100, so over 300 lives will be touched. That's pretty good. Uh, there's probably 40, 45 folks who attend on a regular basis in our church. Uh, which, you know, gives us a small crowd. Uh, we're hoping to get back to where we used to be. But, um, you know, they, you know, their pastor left, and, you know, things go. You pastor leave sometimes. And uh, <clears throat> so anyway, we're hoping to get back to where they need to be and hoping uh, to help them get there. But anyway, so you think about the lives that can be touched. I know a church that does 500 boxes a year. They work on it all year round, and they have a team of folks. Now, we have a wonderful lady in our church, in South Macomb, who works on it pretty much all year round as well. But the uh, church I know about, they have a team of folks, and man, they do, they do garage sales, and uh, well, they do all kinds of events to raise money for this, and they'll, and they, I think they're on track once again to have done 500 boxes. So you think about that, that's 1,500 lives. Uh, our church at uh, Green, uh, Spring Creek, where we left, they do this, and and they they have a good response as well. So. Uh, pretty soon, just churches I know and have some connection with, uh, you're talking about over, you know, over two thousand, uh, you know, over two thousand lives touched, and so uh, you, your church can make an impact. All I'm saying, if they haven't been delivered yet, if they have been delivered, then start um, doing something for next year. Think about next year. This is one of the best ministries to touch children all over the world. It really is. There's a touch of the gospel, some uh, warmth of a uh, some kind of a t-shirt or something else, and. Different people pack different things. We have a friend, I call her Margaret. We have a friend that can do the most incredible packing of boxes. It's amazing what she can get in a box. And uh, just love her and her ministry there and the things she does. But anyway, in fact, Spring Creek has had a number of ladies who have done that. And it's kind of, you know, it's, you know one to do it for three, three years, another one. And the one, you know, there was Alicia before Margaret. And uh, then Margaret was for a little while there, and then Rachel is doing it there now. And she's doing an excellent job, and they did something this year that I thought was really neat. They had a breakfast, and, and had them come in and do that, and saw all the pictures, love that. He said, Brother Dan, you, you spent a lot of time talking about that. Well, you know, once in a while, you, you need to stop, think, and talk about things that can impact the life of other people. And certainly Operation Christmas Child does that. Many stories, many wonderful testimonies. And I wanted to take a moment to share with you just some stories I know of churches that I love and care for and connected to uh, of what they're doing. Uh, whatever your church does, it's wonderful to have part in the kingdom work. Now, let's pick back up where we were. Actually, yesterday, now in case you're not sure when yesterday was, uh, because you're listening on uh, someday, you found it. Uh, just let me tell you, this is Friday for me, Friday, November 20th, and it is a little after 7.30 in the morning in the wonderful place that we call home. So anyway, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Uh, we began talking about uh, freedom in Christ yesterday, and, and we talked about making sure uh, that we have, you know, it involves finding a peace you cannot fully explain, but never want to live without again. Uh, Paul expressed it this way, the peace that passes all understanding. I have heard through the years Preachers and teachers talk about this piece. Once you find it, you want to hold on to it. Now, this morning in my Bible reading, 
uh, and really I write a devotional every day, not something you're hearing this morning. I'm writing that for my book, uh, Thought for the Day. Uh, and so many of those will become podcasts. In fact, um, beginning the 1st of January, a lot of them will probably start becoming podcasts. And uh, just kind of whet your appetite for that, hopefully. But anyway, um, in my reading this morning, in my devotional reading this morning, I read about the enemy who comes and plants by a bad seed in the field. And uh, what happens to you and what happens to me is we're trying to live in that peace that God gives us, that Christ wants us to have, and the enemy, and you know his name, he comes and sows bad seed. And you know, sometimes he doesn't really have to really show his face very much. He just drops things in our life, drops things in the field, and things go by. But freedom in Christ begins with finding that peace that you cannot fully explain, but never want to live without again. It, it, it involves relaxing in him instead of stressing in the world. And, and we're, you know, we talked about that the other day, and I got to move on. Uh, so let me just do that. I, boy, I'm so tempted. I could camp out here again, but I need to move on. It, it, it involves encouraging others to see the light. And so that kind of brings us up. We were yesterday, those first three truths. And now we're going to uh, talk about some more of them. Encouraging uh, others to see the light and then engaging the culture. I think this is going to be our greatest challenge in the days to come. As you know, we've just had an election. And one thing is clear, whether whoever, you know what, I'm not a a conspiracy theorist, but there are definite questions. I don't care what the media do about the election, but setting that aside, one way or the other, we're going to, at some point, pretty soon, have a president, not an imaginary president-elect who really hasn't gotten it yet, but we're going to have a president not declared by media, but hopefully voted on by the people. And while there will apparently always be doubts now with the way this has happened, and really, i got to be honest with you, I, I, this, this is not conspiracy theorists, it's not anything else, not even a political favoritism. I don't know why in the world you'd want to ascend uh, uh, to the highest office in the country and then allow it to be so tainted by, um, you know, not allowing uh, them to really check it out. I, I, you know, I know I'm different. I know there's a lot of money and power and all that. But my gosh, I, I would think you'd want to do everything in the world to help that, yes, okay, he really won. Okay, Now, speaking for myself and our family, we've talked about it. Here's what we want, just telling you. We want the winner to win. That's what we want. We want the winner to win. And people say, oh, well, what about if this one wins? And he does that. And I say, listen, uh, I've heard it many times. You get the government you deserve because you vote for it. And it's become clear that while this is a divided nation, and this election proves it more than anything, if we voted for socialism, communism, uh, some of the things that are coming down the pike, you can't deny uh, there's great tendencies here for that with the things that that, that uh, the current president-elect is, you know, seems the people he seems to be appointing, the things he seems to be saying. If you li- problem is no one listened beforehand, and I don't, I'm not sure they're listening much now, uh, but we are going to move more, we're going to move away f- from freedom, we're going to have less freedom and more intrusion. But we need to make sure that we engage the culture. This morning, my daughter Christy told me that she read where the governor of New Mexico is shutting everything down. Well, governors are doing that all over. I hope the governor of Mississippi keeps his promise. He says he's not going to uh, do that again. Uh, but all over, governors are shutting things over again. Some of them they really never haven't opened since March. I don't know how people have made it. I, I just don't. But anyway, uh, and she told me this morning, my daughter did, that in New Mexico, I believe it was, and don't quote me on that, but I think it was New Mexico. That governor shutting down, in, shutting everything down, including grocery stores. Now, how in the world do you think 
uh, people are going to eat. And, and, and if it's happening this week at Thanksgiving, oh my gosh. Well, it seems to me that, uh, and I know there's a viral concern, a virus concern. I understand that. But it seems to me like some of these people seem to be poking the bear and really want uh, some bad reaction. But in the midst of that, there's a the reminder that if we're going to be free in Christ, we have to engage the culture. We have to challenge them to come to Christ. We have to challenge them to live differently. And and that and the need to do that is becoming more clear and more evident every passing day. We've got to do something that says, you know what? This is not the way to go. This is not the way to live. We should not be following the ways of the world. And read another article or some of those who think their people, their person, uh, their way is going to be in power. They want to change our financial system. And I don't even understand what all they're... I looked and read and I said, oh my gosh. And they're wanting to, to change all that. And listen, there are going to be a lot of things changing. We see uh, we see a change in priority. Uh, California, for example, in, in this day is, is opening up strip clubs and closing churches. And so, and you could go and they're not the only ones to do that. And so you can go and realize that to be free in Christ, we're going to have to engage the culture. You say, well, Brother Danny... If you if we engage the culture, aren't we going to have some conflict? Well, peace peace in Christ is not the absence of conflict. It's not. It's not what we're talking about. Uh, peace is knowing that you're right and knowing that you're doing the right thing, and you have the peace of mind, peace of spirit. Uh, it is taking a stand and standing there, knowing you're standing in the right place. Uh, no, I'm not going to go back in our history as a nation. I think this is bigger than that. I, I think I don't know about more important, but it's bigger than that. It's more than just hey, let's make sure that we uh, have peace or choose peace. It's making sure we have peace in Christ, and we'll never have that kind of peace if we're not engaging the culture and, and saying, you know what, that's wrong. We don't believe in that, or we don't take part of that, and we just need to make sure. We also need to move on. Uh, having peace in Christ is deciding to trust Him in everything, rather than worry about everything. Uh, listen, I've known in my life a lot of warriors. I have. They seem to have. <laughs> I've known some of them. You have the spiritual gift to worry. And really, we all know that's not a spiritual gift. At least it's not one I've ever read about. But a lot of people seem to worry. And they also seem to lack that sense of peace that Christians should have. We have to trust Christ in everything. In this pandemic... People who have not trusted Christ have really found it difficult and hard. So let's you and I make sure that we trust him we're, instead of worrying about this thing and that thing and everything. Our next finding of having freedom in Christ is offering ourselves uh, as a loving and living sacrifice to him. Uh, the Bible talks about, you know, living sacrifices and, and that's what we are. This is, you know, today I give you this day, Lord, and, and help me do. I give you this event. I give you this thing. I give you this, pro all those things. And I know I didn't finish that sentence because I, I, I said, you know what? I, I'm going to talk the next 10 minutes about things we need to give God. Um, so let's just give him everything. Just lay it at his feet. Say, here it is. You take it. I don't want it. You take it. I can't handle it. Uh, you take it. I can't, you know, I can't comprehend what to do here. So, Brother Danny, isn't that admitting, admitting weakness or failure? Well, of course it is admitting the fact that you can't take, uh, you can't take care of these things. The reason we have so much trouble today is so many people trying to take care of things they can't take care of. And so let's put ourselves in God's hands and let's go in God's direction. Let's trust Him in everything rather than worry about everything. Let's offer ourselves as a, a, as a loving and living sacrifice. And then finally, having peace 
is making Jesus Lord more than saying than a saying, but a lifestyle. Let me say that again. Making Jesus Lord is more than a saying. It's a lifestyle. It's how we live. I was reading last night as someone was reminding his folks, their folks, their people, whoever, and I don't remember who said it, that uh, worship doesn't end when you go out of the building. It really begins the way you live your life, the things you do, things you say, how you handle situations, how you behave yourself, how you, oh, we could go on here again forever and ever. But we need to understand that uh, having the peace in Christ uh, means that we have, we've found a peace we cannot fully explain, but never want to live without again. That we are relaxing in him instead of stressing in the world. That we're encouraging others to see the light. And then, of course, that light is him, glorifying him. That we're engaging the culture we live in. That, we're decide, that we have decided to trust him in everything rather than worry about everything. Now, I know what you're thinking. You say, well, we should trust him uh, in everything rather than worry about anything. But really, I just decided to use this word. This is my explanation. And so if you want to use the other one, you can. Uh, would you just make it yours? Uh, offering self as a loving, living sacrifice. Him, Lord. I, I always go back to Isaiah. Where Isaiah said, Him, Lord, send me. Uh, we just need to make sure that we have presented ourselves to Christ, offer ourselves to Him. And then making Jesus Lord, understanding, I guess I should say, making Jesus Lord is more than a saying. It's a lifestyle. Now, I know that we don't really have time to get into this, but let me read that passage again. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again about the yoke of bondage. Next week, we are going to see what, what it means to stand fast, or what it means to uh, just stand and, and be uh, where we are. Uh, we're going to look at that and talk about it a little bit. Um, well, you know, I'm kind of torn. I'd love to get into this today and finish it. I finish this section, but if I do that, I'm not going to be able to really comment on it. And most of you have noticed I have trouble just going A, B, C, D, and E. And so uh, what we'll do is we'll stop here today. Let me give it to you again. Uh, the passage of Scripture, Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And and we we have tried to illustrate, we've tried to remind you that freedom Christ is finding a peace you cannot fully explain but never want to live without again. It's relaxing in him instead of stressing in the world. It's encouraging others to see the light. It's engaging the culture, the culture that you live in, the culture that you find yourself in. It's deciding to trust him in everything rather than worry about everything. It's offering self as a living, loving sacrifice. It's making Jesus Lord more than a saying, but a lifestyle. Listen, I'm glad you've tuned in. I hope we said something that meant something to you. I hope that you listen again. Let me give you this, dspreacherman at gmail.com, dspreacherman at gmail.com. Uh, that is our email address. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, uh, you can look us up on, on the Facebook at uh, DK Ministries. We have a, a, a Facebook page. You can send us your prayer request. We're also on that, that quickly growing <laughs> <laughs> becoming fastly hated uh, social media platform uh, parlor. And and you think, really? And, uh, yeah, we are. A lot of our folks, a lot of our, 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 our DK ministry family has gone to parlor, and we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose touch with them. It is, as someone said, I saw last night, 
a little more complicated than Facebook. And so I really haven't learned all the ins and outs, but that's where we are. So you can look us up. And you look us up by at DS Preacher Man, and the D is capital. At DS Preacher Man, and it is a capital D. Now, that's different. I'm not exactly sure why they chose that. Perhaps because, as I've been reminded <laughs> recently by someone, there's more than one Danny Smith in the world. <laughs> anyway, God bless you. Listen, I know these are difficult days. I know there's crazy things happening, things you can't understand, things you can't explain, and things you probably thought you'd never see. But Jesus is still Lord. He still loves you. And he's still here for you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.